Hello, hello, my friends, my family, my community, my tribe. Welcome to the Hippie Moms Podcast. Here we are again in podcast land. What a beautiful way of the new world that we can connect, learn, grow, evolve, expand together. You know, we have truly moved away from this tribe-like way of living and into our isolated ticky-tacky homes. And I truly believe that humanity, we're, we're coming back together. We've realized, you know, we've kind of gone to the one end of the of the spectrum and we're making our way back to living a life that is more in alignment to Mother Nature and how how we're wired and what an honor it is to be able to connect with you uh, this way. So first, thank you for pushing play because there are an infinite podcasts that you can be listening to. But if you're called to this podcast, there's a reason for it. You know, we, your vibe attracts your tribe. And I truly believe that it's a frequency within me that is calling to a frequency within you. And for us to uh, communicate, well, I know I'm not, you're not communicating back. I mean, I'm always, always ways to connect with me. You can always uh, make sure you're on my email list. Oh my goodness. Don't miss out on all that goodness. But truly, it's um, a beautiful way that we can connect. And I am so freaking honored to bring you this podcast today with, again, Angela Ferrari. She's been on the podcast multiple times, and I, I, am, I love bringing her on because her work, her deeper understanding of life, of energy, of the quantum field has completely shifted the way that I live my life. And truly, you know, uh, five, uh, let's see, five, six, seven years ago, I was in the depths of motherhood. I had a two and a four-year-old. I talk about this journey in in an earlier podcast, Um, kind of about my story of my awakening. And I, I was just completely escaping my life with alcohol, with social media, with shopping, with all the things trying to distract me from the reality that I had created. And through the work that I have done over the years with Angela, I, I've become free. And at least I, I know there's a doorway to my freedom, especially in those moments where I feel the most caged, like in my triggers. And this podcast is all about how to heal and transcend your triggers because the triggers are those sticking points in our lives that keep us looping and recreating the same things. We don't get anywhere. And if you're with me, you want to expand. You want to evolve. And most importantly, you want to become the person you're meant to be, the mother you're meant to be, because you're leading, you're guiding these precious, precious souls that can be the main cause of your triggers. Yet... In this podcast, where we talk a lot about how they are not the cause of our triggers. Nothing that we get upset about is actually the reason and the cause of our trigger. And so I dive in deep with Angela into this conversation about a specific tool and just more around this understanding that we must get to in order to do the healing that we're here to do. 
Um, so what I'm going to do, we're going to dive into the podcast and I want you to make sure um, after the conversation, there is something so extraordinary and so exciting that Angela and I are launching. And if you feel in this conversation like, yeah, I want to learn more. This is calling me. You're going to feel a spark in your heart. And um, I'm going to give you details about it, but you know, I don't want to go on too long because it's, it's important. Let's get into the conversation. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad you're back with us. And I have one of my favorite people in the whole wide world with us today, Angela Ferrari. Thanks, Ange, for joining us. Well, thank you for having me back. It's always an honor. Oh, it's always um, so wonderful to have you. And I am so super stoked about this conversation because we're going to be talking about something that has completely changed the trajectory of my life as a mother, as a human, as a wife, as all the roles that I get to play in this experience. Um, and it's so powerful. And I'm just so, I'm honored that you're here to talk about this and help kind of plant some seeds with our moms. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So first, I, I really would love to kind of lay the foundation <clears throat> because we're going to be talking about something that can, is a tool that we can use in the fire. So in those moments where we're triggered with our children, our husbands, life circumstances, the unfolding that we have no control over, this is a tool that we can really start to uh, think about, implement, and integrate into our lives <clears throat> that truly shifts the external world around us. Mm. And in order to really bring more clarity around that, I would love to talk about this idea of what is what is a trigger? We've, we've talked about this in a previous con, uh, podcast, but I want to kind of bring some more clarity around it, is what is a trigger? What is happening there? Uh, just so that the mind can get on board on what exactly we're talking about. Right. Well, to your point, first, it's beginning to understand what is the fire? You know, we take the classes, we read the books, we do the things, we do all the things. And uh, then there's the moment in time where I'm just sort of looking for all the things that I've learned and I don't feel or seemingly have access to these things while I'm inside of the fire, which you're also referring to as a trigger. Mm -hmm. uh, a trigger can be many things that essentially it's something outside of me, typically. Something that either it could evoke a memory in me even something that's familiar to me and it causes me to think about something that was painful. So that can even be a trigger or literally my child is screaming or literally somebody cuts me off in traffic. I mean, and there's all these different levels of triggers. And I think what we're referring to, let's say that there's one to 10, you might have one to four, which you're just not gonna lose any sleep over it. You know, you just kind of like move past it, no biggie. You just brush it off like a dog shaking it off and you're over it. Now we go to five to 10. These triggers are not what it seems. You're never upset for the reason you think. 
inside of these triggers. And that can be very, very difficult for the mind to grasp because the mind's going, well, uh, obviously my husband's being a jerk right now. Like, duh, lady, that's why I'm upset because my husband's a jerk. And I get that. And that's what your conscious mind believes in that time. But the majority of you, in fact, 95% of you, well, let's call you a genius. Many of you are, let's say 90% of you then, is subconscious. So that means it's hidden from your view. You're not going to be aware. It's, it's, it's buried inside of belief structures that are no longer thoughts. So what this means then, say my husband is being a jerk. What that is doing is that's activating something within me that before my husband was being a jerk, it was dormant. It wasn't active. Husband's being a jerk. Now something's activated inside of me we're calling this a trigger this is energy inside of me but i'm here to tell you that energy was created long before you met your husband that had to do with something when you were likely a child and you create these belief structures around what it feels like to be inadequate disrespected all of these things i mean there's many many variables involved but the first component to understanding this at least is just having a mild awareness. It doesn't mean you're not going to be triggered. It doesn't mean you're not going to be mad at your husband. It simply means there's a mild background awareness that when I'm triggered, and I'm not talking about a fly in my face, one to four, no, five to 10, when I'm triggered, it's something within me that got activated long before I met the situation that's mm. currently present. Which like you said, is, I don't know, I listen, I'm like, okay, I, I can, I can get on board with that, you know, because there, there are moments where my husband is a jerk and I'm like, eh, okay, whatever. But it's specific, maybe ways that he does things or, you know, certain circumstances that evoke something within me that I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I'm like, well, why am I so mad? You know what? It, it, I should be happy. I, you know, I can, I, you know, it's like the spiritual bypass. So for those listening that are deepening this understanding, um, and the mind might be bucking here, right. Might be saying, mm, I don't know about that to really move into this idea that you're never upset for the reason that you think you are just play with that. Mm. Because I think that can be hard for people to really understand well, to your point, and first, it's not really for the mind to, uh, these things can be proven now, right? There's just really a mapping of that. But but what we're not interested in that. We're interested in the mind actually in real time surrendering. Mm -hmm. And what you're talking about, what you refer to as a spiritual bypass, you don't even really need to be spiritual in any capacity to bypass meaning attempt to override or outsmart the way that you actually feel. You're attempting to use your mind to overcome a trigger that's been activated. And the issue with that is that will simply cause that trigger to maybe go back into its dormant state, what I like to call playing whack-a-mole with, with this energy within us. When the body already has a natural intelligence once it's allowed to feel safe to feel whatever is there to feel because at the end of the day you can track your life don't take my word for it just really look you're not choosing your feelings you're witnessing your feelings so if your husband does this behavior 
since we're on the husband for whatever yeah. reason today, we're using that as an example. If your husband has this behavior, you don't go, mm, I want to feel mad, mad. I want to feel irritated. No, you're, it's, it's what arises. Mm. And the issue is that the mind wants to make that a problem. The mind then will try to control. Mm what you're feeling. And that's what you're speaking of. Sometimes people will just have like a positive affirmation on top of the feeling, which I like to refer to as whipped cream on shit. Mm -hmm. And then you just keep stacking because you're never actually feeling because we feel afraid. But I'm here to tell you that um, thinking that you can control your feelings. And I'm not saying that this is your fault. This is people's fault. It's just a form of arrogance. You were, we were taught this. It's mm-hmm. not your fault you're being arrogant. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, and I can relate. Yeah. It's just that is what that is because you cannot control your feelings. You're not the cause of them. You're simply the witness to that. Mm. Mm. Yes. So as this feeling arises, mm-hmm. right, there's different things that we can do just to kind of recap. We can bypass with positive affirmations or kind of allow the energy to go back and dormant and not be willing to really feel it. Mm -hmm. So what exactly is happening in in the body? So the body feels this activation and what is it asking from us? Like when these feelings arise, what is the most ideal thing to do, right? I I have air quotes up, like the ideal thing to do, like we're activated so what, what is the body showing us? Like, what is, what is it telling us? Yeah. So first I want to get uh, a little bit, I understand there is a discipline involved in sort of remembering to remember in real time, right? There's a discipline that gets set up so that you can just allow yourself to awaken to this. Mm. And, and other than that, I really want to begin to get away from like the doing mm. all of this is really just around the, the, the being and, and then it's sort of an understanding, uh, a distinguishment of like, what is it when I'm thinking something and what is it when I'm in the embodiment of something? And that is really letting the mind like go move to the side actually. And in order for the mind to do that, I have to have some kind of rewire, some kind of programming, some kind of subliminal message that I keep sending to the mind that, that I'm safe. So, so to your question, what happens in a trigger and as i mentioned before there's an energy within you that was created long before you met your husband and it goes in and out of active state and dormant state depending on external situations and the husband's just simply one of them right there are many things that could cause this to come back into active state so let's just use that potentially you created a belief and what this is happens when we're young right We often will create a belief created like in fear. We will begin begin to embody a belief that was created in fear, for example, that I'm not enough. And when a belief is created in fear, that becomes its own, I'm going to say, energy field. I mean, everything is made of energy, guys. Let's just get on board. There's too much evidence now. Like the mind, I I get it. You want to argue, you want to, it's just, it is. Just it just is you want to go down that rabbit hole and like like figure out why it is great I encourage it but get on board yes everything is energy so once I create a belief that's made in fear then there's an energy field within me that has that density attached to it. 
And what a density is, is simply like a lower frequency, because essentially if we want to break it down, love and fear, those mm-hmm. two. And then there's so many things that embody love and so many things that embody fear. But for the sake of just keeping it simple, we'll say that belief is created in fear. And then my husband does something that activates that belief that I created in fear. And then what the mind does now is it picks up on that belief. The mind has a very limited ability. The only thing the mind can do is spit out data based on whether that frequency is low or high. So if it's a low fear-based frequency, the only ability the mind's going to have is to spit out data that matches the low frequency, the fear-based frequency. So this is why this was never for the mind to get involved. Our natural intelligence already knows how to feel and process and re-attune, like attune, re like harmonize what is once fear-based, which is an illusion an illusory belief. It can harmonize that simply by allowing ourselves to feel it completely. Mm -hmm. And so say I'm in real time and I'm activated and the husband's doing something crazy over here, or I believe he's doing something crazy because I'm activated. And then I fixate my energy on, on my husband. I fixate my focus on my husband. What that does then is I miss the point. I miss the mark. And by fixating on my husband, I'm not actually feeling what there is to feel within me. And the moment I can awaken in real time that allows myself to begin to feel what is active within me. And in order to do this, I have to figure out a way to get the mind to step aside. Mm. Feelings have nothing to do with the mind's thinking. Sometimes we think we're feeling, but we're just analyzing our feeling. Why do I feel this way? Mm-hmm. What is causing me to feel this way? You're never going to get there. And even if you get there, it's never going to help you process the feeling because no. it's, it's there to be felt, not thought about. Yes. And that, well, and that's the, the spin of the mind. It's like you said, we're, we're focusing, we're trying to have the mind fix what we're feeling Instead of just being present in the body and allowing that energy to move. Correct. And And? this this gets a little complicated here. Okay. This gets a little complicated because we, this, the truth is actually very simple. Yes, that's exactly right. Okay, everybody go do it. Right. I know it's the secrets to get to the truth can be very complex because you're dealing with programs you've created since you were small. Mm-hmm. And you're dealing with what is a majority that's like subconscious to you. Yeah. So we're only working with such a small sliver of the pie consciously that it's almost very defeating if we don't have some type of modality that we can put in place. And one of the rarest um, qualities on the planet is consistency. Yeah. Such a rare quality. And if we don't have the ability to put something in place and then stay consistent yeah and sincere inside of that consistency it's all for naught you just go back into the same cycle we go back into the same programs and um and there's just so much suffering in those programs and i really feel that so many people that are our moms that are listening are tired of the suffering and and i really do believe in them that they can you know begin to uh move through these patterns and and begin something anew 
And so I would love to talk about the cloak. So this is one of many incredible tools that Angela brings inside her work and in her courses, Access to Freedom, um, that is a tool in the fire. And, and I want to preface this. This is something that is one so powerful and it it's not for the faint of heart. It's not something you're just going to do and it's going to fix everything. It's something that just like you said, takes consistency and sincerity and, um, and there's more depth to it as well. And at the same time, I want to talk about it because I feel like some of you are going to hear this and be like, oh, there's going to be a little spark in your heart. And you're going to say, oh, okay, this, this feels it's nothing that you've ever done before. It's completely a new every time I do it. And I've probably done it over, I mean, thousands of times, <laughs> you know, over the past couple of years, but each time I come into it, it's, it's like a whole new experience. Yeah. Well, and, and let's look at, let's look at that for a second, because there, everything, once, once awakened, everything points to the same space. Awakening has one, one direction, right? It's just one space, but there's nobody that will ever explain it the same. Yeah. Everybody explains that through their own codes. Mm -hmm. And so what the mind, the reason I'm telling you that is there's similarities everywhere when it comes to being like pointing to that awakened space. You're going to go, oh, wow, I heard something like that. Oh, wow, that's similar to this. Oh, wow, that's similar to that. And I'm just here to tell you when you do that, uh, it, it has no value because it takes you out of the present moment and it takes you outside of the, the potential or opportunity to embody mm. what you heard, what your mind is beginning to take in. So it would be sort of like this. Uh, you and I, Becky, we're in Hawaii and we're just being in nature and I stop at a tree and I'm just being with the tree and I'm like, wow, wow. And you stand by me and you go, you know, this looks a lot like the tree that I saw in New Mexico one time. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, takes you out. Mm -hmm. So I, I say that because it's important we never experience anything twice. And if you're hearing this in this very present moment, it is meant for you to go all the way in and not let the mind stop you at, oh, I took a class just like that once yeah. because it's going to block you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's irrelevant. You've never experienced the same moment twice. Mm -hmm. You have memories in your mind that trick you to think that's the case. But if you're hearing something in this present moment, it is there for you in your honor to really be inside of that exactly how it's designed. So going now into the cloak, there is a, a modality now that that if trusted and if stay, if you're a, give yourself that honor to stay consistent with what allows you to be in real time in a trigger in the fire or Let's say you just didn't have it. It's okay. Your best is enough. You're just way too triggered and you didn't have it. You just want to go through that trigger and that's totally fine. And then after the fact, you're just being with that you were triggered. Mm -hmm. It works in all of these arenas. What this modality <clears throat> that you're referring to as the cloak does is it allows us to first get the mind on board and stop interfering 
with what is your natural intelligence that will tune you right back into love. Mm. It has always been the mind that's causing your suffering, not your feelings. A hundred percent of the time, but we want to try to attack this on our own, right? I got this. I'll just think my way through this. I'll just like realize, oh, in real time, my feelings aren't bothering me. My mind is, that's not going to help. No, that's not, that's just going to get your mind to begin to get out of the way. Mm. So inside of the cloak, there is, uh, it's a, it's a mantra and this was a channel that channeled mantra. So it doesn't, it doesn't exist. Even if there's similarities to it, it's its own nut, it's its own thing. Mm -hmm. And it's allowing first the rewire to get how safe you are in that moment, in that experience and not to change you not to tell you okay it's time to it's time to get out of this you know say you have your child and your child's in a trigger and you want to help your child get out of that trigger yes subliminally what you're doing and what you're telling the child and it's okay because this is what happened to you and it's passed down on and on and on we go you're telling the child that what you're feeling right now it's not safe the child doesn't need you to fix it they already have they're already equipped to tune themselves back they just need to look at you. And I always use this example. If I'm on a flight and, I, and the flight's shaking and there's all this turbulence, the first thing I do is I look into the flight attendant's eyes and their energy and I want to see that they feel safe. And when they're calm, just like doing their thing, I'm like, oh, okay, we're good. But if they got bug eyes, I'm tripping out. Totally. <laughs> <Don't feel safe. laughs> so, so this is how you began to even just say we're looking at a child, right? You you just simply are space. I didn't I'm not asking that flight attendant to come and give me a hug or take care of me. I'm just sensing in to what is already grounded within them. And mm-hmm. so if you begin to imagine a child being triggered, and this isn't easy because if you don't know how to put your own oxygen mask on, you cannot fake this Mm-mm. because energy can't be faked in you. That yeah. is persona. That has nothing to do with the truth of the fun- fundamental, like inside of your subconscious. You can't fake that with the 5% of your consciousness. I'm sorry, you can't. You've got to do the work, which is why you said this isn't for the faint of heart. Yes. So in real time, when you begin to put this in place, first, it's allowing the mind to realize, oh, I'm awakened to this. This is, ex- is going to be seeds planted. Here mm-hmm. it is. Here's that trigger. Here's that feeling. Here's what I'm doing. I want to go yell at my husband. I want to go uh, uh, do the thing I normally do. And it takes something right there. Yeah. It truly takes something right there. Yes. I'm not going to lie to you. It takes something. You don't see a lot of awakened people walking the planet for this reason. Yeah. There's a courage involved. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times people just simply don't have the access either. They don't even know that this door exists because we always try to fix the triggers. We always try to, hey, here's how not to be triggered, guys. No, right. we didn't realize the trigger was actually the door. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The door. It's the door right there. And that's what this modality that's what this modality does. And I'll be honest with you, this isn't something that's a one and done. Here, I'm gonna tell you this modality. No, it, all of this, all of, of what I do in the work that you've done, Becky, it's about integration. Yes. It's about integrating that you are safe in the trigger. Mm-hmm. And the moment your mind starts to go, oh yeah, okay, I know. Oh no, I already know how to feel safe in my feelings. Oh yeah, I've already worked that out. Yeah. And- that's the way the mind gets you out of the body. Yes. 
It is. It's brilliant. The mind is truly brilliant. It can use all sorts of different ways to keep you in the same patterns, confusion, you know, even feeling brain fog, even just, just, uh, you know, just, I already know that's the big one, right? I already know. We are so overly saturated with information today that we now stop in. Oh, I heard that. Mm -hmm. And you, in that, that's the way the mind keeps you inside of the mind and outside of embodiment where all the magic is really happening. The mind is extremely limited Mm -hmm. in comparison to the intelligence of your body. And once the mind begins to get on board, that is what wholeness is. The mind is back in union. Mm. There's that flow that's happening. And you want to talk about extraordinary, extraordinary. That is where it begins. But it yes. takes courage. It takes courage to do this reprogramming and consistency. It well, and it's it's well, one, it's it's the first is creating enough space within the mind to have the awareness, right? That you can see, oh. Here I am in the trigger again. And actually to notice in that moment that you have a choice. Yeah. Rather than going down the same path, the same neurological pathway that you always do, that's we're creating the same experience, which we're suffering from. Yes. Yes. Which is so interesting because I think that was the biggest thing in, in my experience of motherhood is why am I, why do I continue to do the things that I know that causes pain in my family? that, you know, I'm not helping my children, you know, it, 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 there's, there can, you can then create the shame around it. Yeah. And so just simply building the awareness Mm -hmm. that there is a doorway is like really the first step. And, and how, how do we do that? How do we just build, create that space? Well, first to your point, you know, the programs that you're talking about, like, why do I keep doing the same thing over and over again? Because I, I know I have the evidence I have the data for myself that it causes me suffering, but yet I feel so trapped. I don't really, I, there's a, there's a sense of hopelessness there too, because I really just don't have the access Mm -hmm. uh, to, to a different way of being. And so it's a, it's like a defeat Mm -hmm. right there. Yes. And our, our minds are beautiful, lovely minds. Cause I don't, I'm not trying to diss or insult the mind at all. I'm just trying right. to put things in context. We were just misinformed. That's all the mind is, is, is brilliant when it's aligned with the body and the mind is not uh, biased. It's, it's not interested in what you prefer. It's right. simply interested in the programs that were built and the patterns and the familiarity. And if familiarity is that you suffer. And familiarity is that you um, go into that I'm not enough mm-hmm. over and over and over again, because that's really what suffering does. Like even people that build these empires, if they build them upon the belief that I'm not enough, you can build so much great, amazing, what seems to be so amazing in the world, but you're not having a good time really while you're doing it, because no matter how high you go, the belief, it's not a thought, it's a belief. That means it's how I am interacting with the world that I'm not enough. So I could come then Becky and wave a magic wand and take all your suffering away for you. Bada bing, bada bang, boom, done. Ta-da. And you, because you don't know yourself to be any other way. And essentially you are then attached to that way of being. And this is what subconsciousness does. You would go look for it. 
Mm-hmm. You can take all the situations that you believe cause you suffering away from your life. And that magnet within you would go look for it again, because that's the way you know yourself to be. And that's what a pattern is. Mm. So there is, yes, an awareness to all of this. But when I'm in the feeling, when I'm in the thing, when I'm like right there in the fire, you don't get really to go, um, this is the vine doing the pattern thing. That's not, right. but we talk about this so that in the fire, you can begin to feel safe. It's mm-hmm. like, say I'm going on a roller coaster ride and it's like the scariest one in the world. You better believe I'm gonna go take like the, to the class right before where the guy's telling me, here's how this whole thing is rigged. It's ne- this is why you're never gonna fall out of your seat. This is the design of this roller coaster. It's the nuts and the pegs and the bolts. And here's the data that nobody will ever fall out of their seat. Like I'm gonna listen to that so that I can go into this ride. I had same thing with skydiving, right? Like I did skydiving once and I you know, wanted to listen why I wasn't gonna plummet to my death. <laughs> <laughs> That's good information. But when I was in the free fall, all yeah. of that, that was just to get me in the, free fall like that that wasn't Mm. going to apply yes totally and seemingly plunging to my death but there's a background thing that's like it's okay you're safe you're safe as you plunge to your death you're safe you're safe (laughs) yes yeah it it is that's so beautiful because it real. that's one thing I've really realized in this work and integration of these tools that no matter what experience I'm in and in the trigger, I now have access to that knowing Yes, that I'm so safe in this experience and to take it a step further that I almost now have this, um, I do, I have this knowing that this is exactly perfect for my expansion. Mm, yes. And, and what you did, and you, you asked a question, like, what does that look like for people? And the reason why it's not a one and done is you stayed inside of something that allowed you to get consistent with something. Yes. And that's why I'll do things like uh, one of the things that inside of the data that I have uh, that causes the most consistency and awakening for people which would be then the integration of this modality it's not something that you do it's a way of being in the world but first it's like giving yourself that chance you got to set yourself up because we know we're up against these patterns yeah and we know if we don't stay consistent long enough for an integration to occur factually boop, you're going right back into the pattern just accept it Yes, it is what it is. There might be slight variations to the frequency that you're in, but you're going to be in the same vein. You're just now making the best of it. And Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you that there's a whole other door and a whole other world that maybe you just didn't know existed. So what you did was that it's like it's give yourself 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a class that you'll stay you'll stay. And I'm not just saying like, here, take this class. I'm also saying like factually though, you got to put yourself in a position where you know that there's going to be a you that comes up that's not going to want to do it. Yes. You got to get through all of those you's and what better way than like you're positioning yourself to to first can't cause, uh, um, gosh, consciously, that's the word I'm looking for, consciously see all these yous that are hidden from your view that are essentially self-sabotaging Yeah, you creating this freedom in your life because of these patterns. So now you're consciously through this 
12 weeks of going through something, just give yourself once a week, you meet, you, you talk over a, over a Zoom yeah. and it's live. I still do them live. Uh, so then you can remember to remember, to remember, to remember, and then you're set up so that when all of these things come, these patterns come that try to trick you essentially, just to keep you back into the patterns, you're starting to be aware of what that is. Yes. And, and I have seen the most magical, like incredible transformations in people and like, cause you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to really move through this work with a lot of people and just be in a lot of different classes. And, you know, it's something that I just feel so in alignment with because of how much it changed my life, like 180. And it really is, it, it takes courage and this, like, you know, stepping into becoming like who you're meant to be you know, yeah. and, which is free. Yeah. And, and then you, you go back and you think, uh, the, I, I'm so, there's such a deep gratitude that you gave yourself that in the time that you were like, you know, maybe he hung, I don't know, do yeah. I have time? Uh, yeah. And then you just, once you can, the reason why this logical conversation of like how the design actually works becomes so important is to get you to like, understand that there is nothing more important than this no. it's like taking the vow to begin to fundamentally adjust these fear-based belief structures that are going to dictate the rest of your life and you'll make the best of them and you'll have a pretty good life yeah. it's just you make the best essentially of of, of what it is a cage you know yes. you make put some good furniture there you decorate it real nice yeah and then what you didn't know is this door has been open all along and and we get to then pass that down to the children which yes. makes it so important but you can't do that until you have the oxygen mask on yourself and i believe the children cause the the parents to have that sort of roar in them that that i'm going to give it all i'm going to give me all that i've got for you yes oh god yes yeah yes i mean truly that is the number one reason i got into the work is because i was not the mother or the person that i i was here to be yeah. Um, but thank God that they showed me, you know, they've been my master teachers. They've been the source of the majority of the triggers that showed me there's another door. Yeah. And when you find the door and you get access, you're like, this is yeah. amazing. It and occurs as magic. It, it occurs it as magic, but magic is your birthright. Mm -hmm. It is. It's miraculous. Yeah. Um, so wow. And thank you. Like it's, you know, just our friendship, our, um, just the ability to bring this, you know, just, just even planting seeds here, uh, to help moms know that there is another way that you, you're not in a cage for your whole life, you know, and does it take something? Yes. Does it take a commitment? Yes. Consistency? Yes. And when you do it in a collective, oh my gosh, yeah. that's there's this force there involved that's inconceivable to the so muscle. powerful yeah. so powerful yeah so um stay tuned my friends um and and thank you that was beautiful i just adore you and uh, and Ange will be back yes thank you so much all right everyone we'll catch you on the next hippie moms podcast bye but before you push stop and move on to the rest of your wondrous life 
I want to let you know about this extraordinary group that Angela and I are creating of moms and women who are ready to heal and transcend their triggers and to truly integrate these tools in their lives. As we know, change, it, changing anything in our lives takes something. It takes a, uh, as Angela says, a Herculean effort. And because of the miraculous healing and transformations that and both Angela and I, one I've seen in my life, but both Angela and I have seen um, throughout the work as I've been the work through other people's lives, other mothers' lives, it would be criminal not to bring this to the hippie mom community. So um, here's the deal. I want to um, offer this to my community, to women that of are similar vibrations that are really looking to be in a community um, to really make the shifts and the changes uh, that you're really looking for. So what we've put together is we are doing a 12-week gathering uh, weekly. We're gonna be gathering for 12 weeks. Um, our first gathering is going to be held on Wednesday, March 29th from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's in the evening and we will meet every Wednesday for 12 weeks. There is a value exchange, and we will provide different options for those that need flexibility, uh, but we do ask you to, um, if you are interested, if this is calling you, I want you to set up just a quick call with me. Yes, we're gonna get on online, we're gonna meet each other, because we're really cultivating um, a, a beautiful group. And I really would love to meet you to see if it's in alignment and then we can go from there. If the times on the schedule do not match up for you, let me know, email me. My email will be available to you and we'll find another time that works. So listen to your heart, feel this. And if you're ready, let's go.